Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Hey, amen, everybody. Can we just give it up for Pastor Derek? I missed you more. It's been a crazy wild ride the last couple months, and uh, just a couple of thanks here, and uh, I know some of you are wondering where I've been for the last couple months. I'll get there, so just bear with me here, um, but I want to say just a huge, huge thank you just to a couple people, and I know I could go around the room thanking many, uh, but there's four specifically that I want to thank, and one is Kylie, who's been helping us lead worship. She's not here today. She's on vacation, well-deserved. And uh, Kristen, one of my good friends, is filling in for us this morning. Her and her husband's one of my besties. Uh, we're, like, we have that relationship where we smack each other on the butt kind of relationship. Like, that's a, how many guys know that's a real good friend, right? He used to do it when I had a good message. He'd smack me. I missed that. So, Derek, come on, man. Smack my butt sometime. All right. So, here's the second thing. Is, uh... If I haven't made you uncomfortable yet, you don't know me. Um, but a huge thanks to Kylie because I asked her to start helping us lead worship. And then I said, I have to take a medical leave for a little while. <laughs> Good luck. Um, a huge thank you to Bethany. Uh, Bethany's with our kids right now. She's been doing a rock, awesome job with that. And uh, just a huge, huge thank you. And we're going to plot for all these together in just a moment. Uh, and, and also to... Uh, she does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. She makes sure the bills get paid. She makes sure the lights stay on. All the things that maybe you don't think about when you walk into a church that she really takes care of. Uh, and then Pastor Derek, who has been kind of the bread and butter, uh, he had to put up with you while I was away. And so uh, he, he's done a great job. He's, he's a good friend. Um, him and his wife are a phenomenal example of a family and what it means. And if you want to know anybody who does it right on social media, they're on there all the time. I don't even know how they do it. Um, they're, they're fantastic and awesome, and they've really kept things afloat and going. And then to my wife, obviously, uh, who's filled in and preached and made sure the board was communicated with, things were happening, everything was in line. And uh, she's, you know, without my wife, I'm literally just a dopey dude, okay? And so she's she's the brains behind this operation. So, uh, And then for everybody else who's really pitched in and, and who's volunteered, who's helped, uh, for those of you who haven't, we're going to talk about you in a minute. Uh, but... Um, and then, uh, really, uh, this is just miraculous. Our, our giving, and we didn't do a, a business meeting yet like we're supposed to. We, we'll do that eventually. Uh, but we were, uh, you know, our finances for 2020 were actually up uh, close to 30% from any previous year during COVID. And that's because of your generosity. We don't even know how that's humanly possible. And so let's just bank that it's not about us and it's about him this morning, okay? Can we give him the glory for all of that? Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. It says, See, I am doing a new thing. Everyone say new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love this scripture. Here's what Isaiah was talking about. It's one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. Isaiah was referring to the Israelites when they entered a new way. It was a new way of life that they were called into. And in this very verse, Isaiah is comparing the Israelites, what they were going through, to actually our sin. 
to our crap, our garbage, whatever you want to call it, that God would someday make a new way. He would make a way where there seemed to be no way. He would make a possible way when everything else seemed impossible. That's what God did then, that's what God does now, and that's what God will continue to do. Amen? Alright, so that's who He is, that's who we're praising today, that's who we're giving thanks to, and before your butt leaves today and Derek smacks it, he won't, Make sure that you confess Christ before you leave today. We're going to ask if you want to do that at the end of the message, like every Sunday. But man, you can do it right now in your heart. Just say, God, I just believe. Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I want to come in. I want to know you. That new way is Christ. There's no other way. I've tried a lot of different ways. How many have tried those ways? You know, you either end up high, broken, drunk, stupid, or vomiting on the floor. Doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So nothing I say here today is more, is better, or will ever fulfill you the way Christ does. If Sunday mornings where you're coming to get your spiritual groceries, your spiritual groceries, it's the wrong place. Go to the Word. Go to the Lord. He has those for you. You don't need me for that. Okay, I will challenge you to continue to go there. And so continue to do that. I can never, nor can this church, nor can Pastor Derek, or any person I mention, or anyone here, ever fulfill you the way that Christ will. And I don't know about you, but I've saw my need for Christ in the last year more than I've ever seen it. I need Him. I need Him. Period. That's what it comes down to. Everything we do here is about that need. That hole that we all have in our heart. And that's only what Christ can fill. Nobody else can do it. Your spouse, if, how many have ever said this before? My spouse just isn't meeting my needs. My wife and I never have said that, by the way. But what if we said they're not supposed to our relationship with them is really just to glorify our Creator. That's what it comes down to. Now, elephant in the room. Let's get this out of the way because I have a message for you. Where have I been? Uh, I like to play Xbox, so I've been... No. Uh, I've never played Xbox. I think it's from Satan, but anyway. Um, sorry, Dirk. Um, and my kids, they all love Xbox. I hate the Xbox. I told Heather, I said, you deal with the Xbox. I'm done trying to like manage Xbox. Nothing has to do with the Xbox. Not even in my notes. I don't even know I'm talking about the Xbox. <laughs> I do like Super Mario, though. Um, and Tetris. Okay? Where's my... Where's my... Where's my yeah, Gen Xers in the house. <laughs> so, a couple months ago, uh, Heather and I were on vacation over Christmas break, and I ended up uh, feeling a lump on my back. It's not cancerous, so... Uh, it, it hurt really bad. And if you're wondering where, there's a reason why Derek's not slapping me on the butt today. And... Uh, it hurt extremely bad, and I thought, I'm just going to put up with this. Well, I got to the place where I was literally laying in bed, and I could not sit. I could not stand. I could not really even get out of bed. Ended up to a place where I was uh, literally sleeping probably 17 hours of the day. And uh, I thought, what in the world is going on with me? I'm like, just, I'm, I'm tanked. I've never been that tired in my life. I've never been just that, like, just gone. And so I thought, it's going to go on, it's going to go on away on its own. Everything's going to be great. And uh, I, I was actually, I have, I have like two messages that I had planned that I've never preached because I, I didn't get the opportunity to. Uh, they're, they're no longer pertinent or relevant. So this is a brand new message put together this last week. Uh, but my overall health, because of this cyst and everything, it was not fighting infection any longer. And so during COVID, during everything, that's not a good place to be. 
My medical doctor said you need to take, and a few doctors said you need to take medical leave now. And so we have a phenomenal board in this church. Uh, if you don't know him, it's, it's Matthew Sandvig, uh, who's married to this lovely lady up here who's leading worship for us this morning. Uh, her husband, who actually attends a different church, just a good friend. And then Greg Peterson, Dick Wallstrom, and Lori Krause. And so my wife reached out to them. I reached out and I said, I need to go on leave here for a time being. And they did a really good job of protecting me. One of the hardest parts of the pastors to know how much to be transparent because we want to be vulnerable and transparent but at the same time I don't want anybody to ever have to live in a fishbowl where they see everything and so uh, ended up getting infected to the point where I had to go into uh, the doctor went into the doctor the first doctor wouldn't even mess with it and said you're gonna have to go to the emergency room or it might get better, it didn't. So we ended up in the emergency room with a great butt doctor. He was phenomenal. And uh, I laid down, because I couldn't sit, and I laid down flat on my stomach. And he said, and I've never shaken so hard. You can ask my wife, it was not a fun experience for her. Because uh, it was like the opposite of pregnancy, where I was holding your hand, and I thought I was going to break it, you know. And she's like a third of my size. So, But she's like two-thirds stronger, let's just face it. And... Uh, Sat there, and he said, this is going to be painful. He took a, a needle, shot it into my, you know, and, uh, and, and, and I said, I think I can still feel it. And then he took the needle again like five times, and I could, feel, I could like feel the pressure, but I couldn't feel the pain. You know, like an epidural in pregnancy, same thing. And, uh, <laughs> I only speak truth. And so... Um, he, the rest is just really gross, and uh, you don't need to hear about that. But uh, lanced it open. Um, we had to go through a drainage thing, and I was off my feet with that for a long, long time. And it was just recently, actually, uh, where like sitting doesn't hurt anymore. And so I uh, went through that, went through a lot of just different emotions, different things going on, and got to a place where uh, a place of healing. And so some people ask, how you're doing, how you doing now? And uh, to be honest, I'm probably at about 70%, 75%. We were on vacation this last week, uh, and it hurt, uh, even on a plane, it, it hurt uh, pretty bad. And so uh, there is a chance that I will have to go under the knife one more time, and this is more extensive, and, and if I disappear for a while, that's why, and I would be out for four Sundays. So I hope that answers questions. You know, I, I know if you don't hear from past, you, get, you start making up these stories and thinking, well, what's going on, you know, and, and all these things. So if you have more questions about it, ask my kids, because they always will tell their own version of it, and it'll be great for you to hear. So, hey, will you do this with me? That's enough about me. I want to talk about our relationship with Jesus today. I want to talk about this new series that God's put on my heart called Uncanceled. If that's good with you, we just say yeah. 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 Okay, so let's do this. Let's pray. Let's get our hearts in a posture to just receive this morning what God wants to download in us. And then uh, uh, we're going to hit it. I'm going to go fast. I might keep you a couple minutes extra. You'll be fine. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for every person in this church right now. Would every person that's listening right now to, to my voice, would it not be any of Chris's words but only yours? God, would you bless the people that need to be blessed today? Would you encourage the people that need to be encouraged? Would you heal the people that need healing, whether it's in their heart or whether it's physical? God, whatever our needs are, you're the one that says you've come to fulfill those. You died on that cross, and we're so grateful that today we get 
to be with you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that we get to meet. That church isn't canceled. It's uncanceled for the rest of 2021. And we get to be together. God, I'm grateful for my church, Lord. I'm grateful for the people here, the people listening. Would you bless them today, Father? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, how many remember about two years ago, 2020 started just kind of great, didn't it? It started really good. And uh, if you remember, you know, two years ago, nobody had an idea what things were going to look like the last year. And, uh, you know, about March, all of a sudden, all, you know, hell broke loose on planet Earth, uh, a.k.a. Minnesota, wherever, you know. And lots of different things happening within our culture. And I want, I want you to think about that verse that I just shared in Isaiah, okay? God's making a new way. Okay? He doesn't say he's necessarily changing our circumstances, but he's making a new way in the wilderness. Okay? Streams of living waters, who Christ is. That's what he's bringing to you and to me. You know, and it reminds me of this story. Uh, I, I showed the story with my kids just to gross them out. But 2020 kind of reminds me uh, of the beginning of like a perfect date. You know? Like it starts off really nice. And then it just goes south. And, and I remember back in my BC days, my before Christ days, I used to listen to KDWB. I know I was a sinner. And uh, I just like stuff with good beats, man. You know, worship this morning was great. Thank you, Kristen, by the way. Wasn't worship good this morning? Come on. And uh, I, I remember listening to KDWB, and it was Dave Ryan in the morning. I, is he dead now, or is he still doing it? I don't know. If you know that, you're a sinner. Anyway, I, so I'm, I'm listening to Dave Ryan in the morning, and he goes, hey, we've got this cool contest. You call in, and what we're going to do is the best day story about kissing. We're going to give you a whatever. I don't even remember. You know, tickets to Hootie and the Blowfish or something. And so they're, they're, they're talking and, and this couple calls in the winning couple. I finally get to hear it. I don't hear any of the other stories. And this couple calls in and she's like, I've got this great dating story. I went out on this great date. It was excellent. Things were going so good. And this to me was like the beginning of 2020. It was just like this perfect, it started just awesome. And she goes, we started making out. And Dave Ryan's like, tongue? She's like, oh yeah, tongue. And, and they're, you know, they're kissing and, and all of that. They're, they're French kissing. And, and she goes, and then I said to my boyfriend, I said, honey, I've got your gum. And, and, and the boyfriend kind of leans back and says to her, um, dear, I wasn't chewing any gum. I've just had a bad cold. <laughs> They got tickets to Hootie. Can I tell you why? Alright? Here's the deal. That is how I compare 2020 to. It started off really good, but it's kind of felt like a loogie in the back of my mouth that I've wanted to spit out for a long time. Amen? Okay? Have you heard that old saying, it's not about how we start, it's about how we, about how we finish. A lot of things got cancelled in 2020. Okay? A lot of us have our own opinions on it, and I don't care about it. I care about His. Okay? And here's the deal. It's time for us to uncancel in 2021, hence this new series for the next few weeks before Easter. And here's a question I want to pose to us today. Will the real Christ followers please stand up? Will the real Christ followers please stand up? Will the real Christ followers please say, Hey, I'm here. Look at that. I wasn't expecting that. Awesome. 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 You guys can take a seat. You're my heroes. 
Hey, and if you're watching online right now with us, this is what I want you to do. I can see who's here. I can't see who's watching online. Would you just shout out, say your name so we can be praying for you. Let us know uh, that, you're, that you're with us. We miss you. And we know some of you are immune compromised, can't be with us. But we're just excited to be back and things are on canceled. Amen? Amen. Okay. Real Christ followers just stood up. Here you go. According to Tony Morgan's church report, in-person attendance, average in America right now, is 36% to what it was pre-COVID. That's average. Okay, we're, we're, We've actually done really good. We're above that average. According to Barna Stadia study, over half, 52% of millennials and 53% of Gen Zers, if you don't know who that is, that's the people cooler than you, will not return to the church again. Period. No matter what you and I do, they will not walk through these doors again according to this Barna study. Now we're not... Again, we can all agree that God can do whatever He wants and can do that. So you see... Here's what 2000 did to those who claim to follow Christ to be His church. This is a great word picture. I want you to get this morning because I believe God's doing this in all of our hearts. What God allowed and what He did is He allowed in 2020 that lake to be drained. And basically we finally got to see what was at the bottom of that lake. If you look at your heart as a lake, whatever. And we find out what that foundation is. Is the foundation Christ the real Christian, please stand up. Or is at that bottom of that lake, is it filled with just heartless muck? We're finding out. We're finding out. That's only between you and God. That's not up to anyone else to decide. And so what I want to do this morning is give us here and those online or those listening to the podcast just some really good news. Really good news because that's what we get to share. That's what the Bible's all about is the good news of Christ. Okay? And so many people have canceled their efforts. But God never canceled His, and He never will. Forever. So let me give you a little historical context of a chapter we're going to jump into. If you're a Bible reader, you have a Bible, you have you version. we're going to go to Jeremiah 29 in just a minute. Jeremiah 29 is one of the most out-of-context scriptures that's used throughout today. We talk about it with like our plans for our future and our hope. And, and really, it was never about that. It was actually about this people group called the Israelites. Now, if you've never read the Bible, I want, you to get, I want to get you all on the same page this morning, okay? My heart, for those of you that know me, is for the person that does not know Christ and for the unchurched. Because I want to take with me to heaven as many people as possible. So, that's up to you to say yes to Christ. It's just my job to share the good news, and that's what we're going to do this morning. Can I hear a good amen? Alright, we're in this together. This is, you, you, be, you be loud. You interrupt me, okay? Jeremiah 29. You got this group called the Israelites. Everybody say the Israelites. Israelites, here they are. Okay, they, they kind of fall away from God. They start following other idols and God goes, no, that's my people. I love them. And so what he does is he allows them to walk through a ton of crap. Horrible things. Sucky things. And he says, here's what I'm going to do. I am sending you over to a different country. What, Lord? I thought you loved us. You're sending us where? I'm sending you to Babylon. And so God sends the Israelites to this place called Babylon. To put it in our context, or our train of thought to make it relevant, that would be like you and I, that would be like the president getting on and going, hey, I just want you to know that now we're a part of Iraq, and I'm sending you all to Iraq next week. That's what that would be like. No warning. All of a sudden, we're under the authority of this other rule. And I don't know about you, but I don't feel called to the Middle East. Maybe you do. I don't. Okay? They didn't feel called there, and so they go there, and they're under this authority. They're in this thing that they didn't want to go through, that they were not expecting they had to, and they're thinking, you know what? It's not going to last that long. No, 
time. They're thinking, hey, if we're just here in Babylon for 14 days, you know what? We're going to flatten the curve. But Jeremiah spoke from the Bible. He spoke from the Word of God from his heart as a prophet. Listen to what he said, verses 4 through 6. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Ready for it? This, this is just, this is so not encouraging. You're welcome. Build houses and settle down. What? Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. So I don't know if you caught all that. But you see, when they went into exile, they didn't think it was going to be a long time. The exile, according to history, was 70 years. They didn't flatten the curve. They got flattened. They're underneath this other authority for 70 years. I would venture to guess that they were waiting for things to get back to normal. They probably talked about the way things used to be. They're probably excited about it. That was probably the conversation at the dinner table. Thinking, hey, we're going to get back to it eventually. We flattened the curve. They get into Babylon and what they faced was very interesting. I know the Bible's not relevant to our day today, but let's just see. There was racial turmoil. They couldn't live the way they wanted. They felt that their freedom was infringed upon. They could no longer worship in the temple. Eventually, during that 70 years, what happened to the temple? It was destroyed. I would say they became irritated. Okay, this is my own stat. I didn't do research, but this is my belief, and I'm not a prophet. Okay, so I'm taking a a guess right now. I believe 99% of us have been irritated with something in the last year. 99% of us. And 1% of us lie. Three points for you this morning. Real simple three-point message. Here you go. Number one. Your irritation will never change God's innovation. Your irritation will never change God's innovation. You see, God's innovation will never be quenched. It can't. He's creating all the time. Always was, always is, always will be. He sees the past. He's in the present. He's also in the future. His innovation has already been existence, in existence before time began. Preparing a way where there seemed to be no way. And offering hope to the very ones that don't deserve it. You and I. For eternity. Innovating how to get a hold of our hearts. Why did God send them into exile for 70 years? It wasn't a virus. It's because He wanted their hearts. God wants your heart today. He wants my heart today. Why does He allow us to walk through things? Not to change those circumstances, but to change our character and to get a hold of our heart. See, God saw the whole picture then, and He sees the whole picture now. And if we deem that any other way, then our own arrogance becomes our idol. Because what we have to realize is that God is on the throne. And what God wants is the throne of your heart. And if you haven't given Him the center of your heart, He will take no other place. That's what he wants. See, the prophet Jeremiah is one of my favorite dudes. He was very young. He was probably about 12 years old when he started prophesying to the Israelites, to the Jewish people. The prophet was telling them this. Settle in. Buckle up. It ain't going nowhere. 
going to be here for 70 years. If you were thinking, hey, you know what? I- I'm going to wait till we're through it, then I'll change my ways. I'm going to wait till we're through it, then I'm going to go back to church. I'm going to wait till we're through it, and then I'll change my actions. I'm going to wait till we're through it, and then I'm going to give again. I'm going to wait till we're through it, and then I'll serve again. I'm going to wait till we're through it, then I'll volunteer. I'm going to wait till we're through it before I reach out to my neighbor. Can I just say this? I do a lot of premarital counseling, and a lot of things that come up a lot of time is pornography. Okay? A lot of times. And here's what happens. I hear this over and over. Well, my fiancé says once we get married, he's going to be done with pornography. It's the biggest lie in the world. If you can't deal with it before you get married, then don't get married. Was that clear? <laughs> Jeremiah 29.7. Also, seek the peace. Ready for this? I, I don't like this. I'll be honest. But this is the Bible. Seek peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Okay, so just back to relevancy here. If we went to Iraq, what would God be telling us to do? Okay? Uh, Seek peace with the Muslims. Seek peace with those that disagree with you. Seek peace with those you don't believe in. You have different beliefs. How? How are we supposed to do this, Lord? Oh, next verse. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Now he's not just talking financially. He's talking the family unit. He's talking the gardens. He's talking the livelihood. He's saying, hey, you're going to get through this exile if you bless and you pray for this city. Interesting, God is asking them to seek peace in a city that doesn't even believe in their God. In fact, I would go as far to say that in that city, people are doing things that offend the Israelites. I know none of us have been offended in the last year. So we'll move on to the second point. Your preferences will never change God's principles. Can't. Your preferences will never change God's principles. One thing that 2020 has so reminded me of is that the only foundation worth standing on is Christ. That's it. The Word of God. What other foundation do we have? If it's anything else, I can tell you God is calling you to replace it with what He has. Without the Word of God, anything else is like just sinking quicksand. That's all it is. You think, you, you think you're stable, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm trapped, I can't get out. Are we praying for our neighbor? Are we seeking peace in, in our cities? Are we praying for our spouse? Because I don't know about you, but Heather and I, we don't always agree on everything. Like ever. We are so different. Okay, Beauty, married beast. That's just the way it is. So I need to pray for her. (laughs) What about the one we disagree with? The one that you're still judging? The one that you know you still have unforgiveness in your heart that you haven't dealt with? What are you waiting for? See, prayer doesn't change the other person. It doesn't even change God. It changes you. That's where the start is. You're the only one holding you in jail. And God's already giving you the keys. It's like you're standing in a room already that you're trying to find a way in. And you're already in that room. Jeremiah, let's read on here, verses 8 and 9. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets... Ready for this? I want you to catch this, okay? Stay with me. If you're with me, say yeah. Okay. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not... This is a prophet speaking this. Catch this. Jeremiah is saying these words. Do not let the... The what? Prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Wait a second. Aren't prophets biblical? Verse 9... They are prophesying lies to you in my name. 
I have not sent them, declares the Lord. Let me just say this. The enemy has tried... And I don't, I don't like giving the enemy credit. I hate that. But the enemy has tried to derail you and me in this last year more than ever. Okay? I, I, he's tried to take away the local church. Local church is still standing. Amen? Okay? He's tried to get into your family, into your marriage. He's tried to... You, you, there's been more you know, stuff... Um, at home, just junk calling, you know, police calls in the last year, then for a long time. Why? Because everybody's buckled down. What happens when you do that? Everybody goes nuts, okay? Here's what I want to just challenge you with right here. It says, some of these prophets were not speaking to you in my name. I have a claim statement this morning. Some of you like Christian TV and all of that. Please be careful. Please be very, very careful with what you're putting into your system. Because I don't even care if it's a prophet that claims to be Christ-following and they're not. You have to judge it based on the Word of God. If it doesn't match up, you need to run, Forrest, run. For Gen Zers and Millennials, that's a movie called Forrest Gump. I'm referencing. Google it. The enemies try to derail us, but we're not going to let him, are we? Are we? Okay? Because we're putting our foundation on Christ. That's where it's at. Here's the famous verse that's taken out of context so many times. Verse 11. I'm going to read verse 11 and 13. You can read 12 on your own sometime. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Just stop right there for a moment before we read verse 13. Within context, what God is saying through the prophet Jeremiah is that he's saying, hey, I know that it sucks. I know that it's awful. It's just bad that you're here in Babylon for 70 years. But I want you to know that I'm doing it for a reason. I'm doing it for a purpose. I see you. I love you. I haven't forgot about you. I know exactly where you're at. I know where your heart's at. And so I'm challenging you to keep that foundation in me. I have a plan. I have a future. I have a hope. Now we can learn from that and we can use that in our own experience, but it's really talking about the Israelites. Verse 13, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Are we seeking him with all our hearts? See, God allowed them to be in exile because he wanted their hearts. God is allowing us to go through what we've gone through for no other reason than he wants the hearts of men and women. That's what he wants. Their time might have seemed like a lifetime that they were in Babylon. In fact, some of them died in Babylon. So for some it was a lifetime, but for others they were called to leave a legacy. And so either case, let's leave a legacy that declares the foundation is on Christ. They might have settled, but God was still pioneering. We will never, ever, ever settle, Bridge Church. You have the wrong pastor for that. If you want a pastor that's like, hey, we're good, we're great with everything, status quo, then find a new pastor. (laughs) You want a pastor that's like, how do we take ground? How do we do what's next? How do we keep planting churches? How do we do more? How do we reach this community? How do we get people back in the door? How do we reach them? How do we go online? If you want a preacher pastor that's got that, then then I'm the right guy for you. But if not, you're going to have to find somebody else because I hate settling. I don't do well with it because I'm wired to be a pioneer. A lot of you are wired that same way. That's why you're here. You like the fact that we change things up and that we try new things. Okay? We try so many things and they fail. We just said it was a pilot project. We didn't say we failed. All right? One of the things that we get to do right now that's so fun 
is next Sunday. I don't know if you know this, um, but we are planting, and we've, I've talked about this before I was on medical leave, so we are planting our second church out of our church. They launch this next Sunday. Come on, is that not just super cool? <laughs> Revive Church in Forest Lake. They have so many, you ready for this? They have so many people that have been attracted to what they're doing that they have to launch with two services. Okay? They're launching with two services, and I would encourage you, okay, be here if you can, but if God puts it on your heart, go and support them opening day. We're giving them $1,000 a month for 30 months because everything that comes in, we give 10% out into missions. That's a part of that. All right? We are there to support them. And I can tell you, when you start a church, it's great to have backing of another church. And so we're going to be their backing. If God calls you to do more for them, do it. If God calls you to go there and make that your home church, go there. Because we're about expanding the ministry of kingdom-mindedness. That's what we're called to do. And so this is our second church that we get to plant out of this little church in the cornfield, guys. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Anybody else excited about that? Come on. Can we just give God praise one more time for that? We are not going to stop pioneering. Just 2,600 years ago, give or take a couple hundred years through there on Babylon, as it is today, we experienced what they went through. They went through pain. They went through hurt. They went through frustration. They went through anger. The The list goes on and on. You can add your own characteristics there. God, I want you to hear this. God sees your pain. The third point here is your pain will never, ever change God's deserved praise. We have to praise Him. Can I, can I be real honest with you guys? Alright, for you too, here we go. All right. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm not talking the bridge church. I'm talking the church as a whole. I'm going to step on worship leaders. Sorry, Kristen. The church as a whole has forgotten praise. I turn on KTIAS or 97.7. We can barely get it up by our house. Half the songs I turn on are depressing and they're slow and some of them are filled with emotion there's nothing wrong with that but we are called to praise we are called to get in the face of Satan and say we declare this land for Christ we are called to set a presence just like we did today we entered into praise we talked about the great things God was doing Phil Wickham's a great example of a phenomenal worship leader who knows the importance of praise we need to know the importance of praise and not just for a few minutes on a Sunday morning we need to be praising him every day and sometimes it's not through fast edgy music but it's just stopping and before we ask him for our needs and what we want what if we just stop for just a few minutes every day And this isn't a formula. This is what I'm trying to do. And say, God, I adore you. I worship you. You're honorable. You're worthy of glory. Thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you, Lord. I just love you for who you are, not even for what you've done. But for what you've done, I'm grateful. And we praise. We give him the praise that he deserves. Okay? Here's here's the deal. We keep putting our pain on the pedestal rather than Christ. That's uncanceled. Big banner. Uncanceled. Alright? It's uncanceled. Let's, let's realize that God sees our pain. And because of that, let's give Him our praise. Let's accept that He sees that. Let's also accept that He desires our praise. He longs for your praise. 
He longs to hear your voice. He even longs to hear Pastor Derek's voice. And, and Pastor Derek's voice is like cats in a trash compactor in the back of an alley, okay? So I'm just, just saying. And, and praise isn't just cranked up music. It's many different things. How is God calling you to praise Him? Still with me? Say yeah. I've got just a few, few things left I want to share. <laughs> Isaiah 43 verse 19. See, I am doing a what thing? Everybody said, I'm doing a what? And that springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For, for me and, and many pastors this last year, it has been a freaking tough year. Tough. I'm telling you tough. I've had, I've had hate mail and hate texts. I've had people I've offended I, just from stupid stuff, in my opinion. And my opinion's right. Um, in fe- you can ask my wife. Uh, in February 2020, we were looking at land as a church. We were averaging 120 to 140 people. We're getting back there. We're not there yet. And I don't want that to discredit every person that's here. Can we just do that? The fact that you're here today is a miracle. Can we just give God praise for that right now? Come on. There was one Sunday back in July when we had reopened. The mask mandate came out. And I was like, my people are not going to like this mask mandate thing. And, and we showed up. And I think there was literally 20 of us in here. And I, I, I thought, I don't, I don't know what to do, Lord. And so I would go to other pastors. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, we're just doing online. We're not even meeting in person. Some are still doing that. I, I went to another pastor. And I'm like, man, I just need to talk. I just need somebody to talk to. And I go, man, it's... And, and before I could even get a word out, he goes, I'm thinking of quitting. So I go to another pastor and I said, what are you doing? He goes, I had to shut down my, my church. 30% of churches have closed their doors in the last year or campuses of multi-site churches. We were thinking about multi-site. We were looking at Isanti, of starting a bridge church campus in Isanti. We were looking at a few other things. Vision and pioneering, it was just, it was going. And then I can tell you as a visionary, as a pioneer person who just loves to dream and think big, and you can ask my wife this, I don't do good with dream-killing things. I, I just don't. Is that fair to say? And, and uh, I remember going, I don't know how to do this. I'm not a manager. I want, I want us to continue to take ground. How do we do this? How do we, how do we change what we're doing? And the moment that I would think this is what God has... Uh, our government would change something or we'd have something new or something different or something you know that was new in 2020 to deal with we were looking at expanding the building we we're looking at getting our lights fixed in here because they suck <laughs> okay for those say thank you lydia for those ladies on our i heard you um can hear your voice from a mile away here's the deal how many i'm just curious how many of you when you come in here you know that you're either going to be under a spotlight or in the dark, and you choose your seat because of that. How many of you? <laughs> See, I know these things. You don't have to tell me these things. We're trying to get it fixed. We're working on it. So just know that we, I'm in here every day. So I, I get that. I know that, all right? Then we go through all this. We go through the mask thing. We go through the political stuff. We go through the racial stuff. We go through many volunteers dropping like flies. We go through online service issues because we're in the sticks. There's only so much we can do. And, and then people being offended like I've never seen. It hurt. It hurt. I, I had some people close to me, even in the church, that I was, I was offended by. I was hurt by. But I'm not going to 
curse them. I'm going to pray for them. Because guess what? It's not their heart that needs to change. It's mine. And I have to stand firm with Christ. We have to focus on the things uncanceled. How? Well, the previous verse in Isaiah, before this, when we put verse 19 back up for a second, doing a new thing, now springs up, you do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want you to see the verse prior to this. Here it is. Verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That's good stuff. Okay? Prophet Isaiah wrote that. I think he's wise. You know? He's, he's full of wisdomous ideas. It's not even a word. Here's kind of how I view this verse. Okay? I'm going to gross some of you out right now, and I, I don't care. If you can't handle this, then you're probably not going to handle things I'm going to say next week either. So we were about a year ago on this phenomenal vacation. It was awesome. Just great. We were on a semi-private island, essentially, that you have to take a ferry to just outside of Fort Myers. We love going down to Florida. And, and we get into this area. And one of the things that I love to do is I love walking the beach. Like, I love walking by... Anybody else, like, just walking by water or the ocean? I, I just love that. That's, like, my vacation time. And so I go down and I walk, and, and I'm, I'm deciding I'm going to do an eight-mile walk that day. And, and it's just, I, I got like a tank top on and shorts, swim shorts. And I'm walking along. Now, for those of you that are like track meet people or you're runners, you already know where I'm going with this. And, and for me, I get about halfway through. And remember, I'm, I'm on a semi-private island. I don't see anybody anywhere. So I have a choice to make. I'm about four miles into the walk. I can either keep walking, or two miles into the walk. I can either keep walking to my four-mile mark or I can go back home. And all of a sudden, my stomach like starts just churning. I mean, like, bad. Like, so bad. And I'm thinking, I either have to walk two miles to, you know, unload. Or I'm thinking, there's nobody around me. And so I go up by, like, the palm tree areas. It's sand dunes and, sand dunes and palm trees. At least it used to be sand dunes and palm No. And, and I... <laughs> I go up, and do you know how hard palm tree branch leaves are? <laughs> so I'm like, no. So then I go down, and I look, and, and the water was nice and calm. Don't get ahead of me. And, and I go down, and there's these tide pools. And, and you have... Like the, the water breaking right at a shallow point, then it gets deeper, and then up to the, you know, the edge of the water. And I lit, my eyes were watering so bad, I was clenched so bad. I, I like if I took another step, it literally was just going to be drainage down the leg. Like I'm dead serious. And so I'm like, there's nobody around. And so I stop. I turn around. I pull my shorts down, and and I, I squat in this water. And I'll tell you what, I've never wanted a bidet until this day, okay? <laughs> it's amazing. And I sit down, and it's just like, like we didn't have White Castle. I don't know what it was, okay? Just, I, I, I don't know what it was, but it was, and I hate to gross you out, but I'm just trying to be, I want you to catch this point today. <laughs> it was like the spreading of manure. It just like, it, it was not a rifle kind of day for me. It was a shotgun approach. And just... But here's the coolest part. I step back and I look down 
No joke. No joke. And you know what was happening to all my crap? <laughs> like in five seconds, it was just gone. It was just, it disappeared. Like in the, I was like, if you would have walked there five minutes after I did that, you would have swam there. Where do you think cruise ships dump their stuff? I'm just saying. So, but, so two things I want to tell you. One, the old things have to be washed away. <laughs> They're gone. Forget about the past. Okay? It's about... You better come up here and help us with worship, Christian. We're not going to dwell on the former things. God has wiped them away. Alright? They're gone. Here's the second thing. You ever get the chance to do that? <laughs> do it. It's amazing, alright? I'm just saying. Now, I wanted to say that we needed to focus not on the past anymore, but on the future. But it's actually wrong. We're not called to focus on the past. I also believe we're not called to focus on the future. You might say, well, we're called to focus on the present. Nope. No, I I believe after praying about this, we're not called to do any of that. We're called to focus on Christ. Without Him, all our churches is a bar or a social gathering. Without Christ, we're nothing. So I want to ask you to do a few things. I have action steps that I'm asking you to take. None of it has to do with the ocean, okay? Four things. Do these. Please do them. Number one, commit to Christ. Okay? Every eye closed, just for a moment. Every eye closed in this place today. That's what I want to ask. This is just, every, every eye closed. I don't want any eye open right now. Unless you're a kid and you just can't control it. Today is your day. If you know you need to confess Christ, if you know today is the day that God is wakening your heart, if today is the day that you know things need to be left behind because God's calling you to something new, then today is the day that I need you to confess to Christ. How are we going to do that? All I'm going to ask you to do, just for a quick moment, is just to raise your hand wherever you're at, because I want to pray with you. Wherever you're at in this place. Just just raise it up real high. Real high so I can see it. There's so many of you. I need to see them. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 people this morning saying they need to make it right with Christ. You can put your hands down. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you right now to repeat after me. And then we've got three more steps and we'll get you out of here. I want everybody, whether you raised your hand or not, to repeat this with me. Let's do this as support to those today that God's getting a hold of their hearts. Dear God. Come on, repeat it loud. Dear God. Thank you for loving me. Right where I'm at. But loving me enough not to leave me there. Today, I accept Jesus as my Savior and I want to follow you as Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of everything bad thing I've ever done or will ever do. Today, I give you my life in your name. Amen. Hey, before I go on to step two, three, and four, it says anytime somebody makes it right with God, the angels in heaven celebrate. They party. Come on, let's give it up for them. Worship you, Lord. Number two. Number two, we're doing it right now. Praise Him. Not just here, praise Him. Okay? No offense.
offense to any of you, but I didn't enter ministry for the church, church people, but to reach the unchurched. And by golly, we have a lot more in this last year to reach. And so let's praise Him for that. Let's not focus on the pain or the problem, but let's praise Him. Number three, pray for our communities and those that need Christ. Will you pray on your own, not just Sunday morning for a few minutes, but pray. And here's number four. Okay, so commit to Christ, praise Him, pray for our communities. Number four, we need you. We need you to get back involved. We have a lot of people doing a lot of work right now. We need you to get involved. Okay? Whether that's kids ministry, whether that's worship team, your your pastor doesn't want to play bass. Okay? Some of you probably can play bass or guitar. We just don't know that. If you suck at it, we'll tell you. All right? Um, We want you to do something that's life-giving. We want to have people at the door. We need people that understand media and tech. Pastor Derek doesn't let Pastor Chris touch tech in this place anymore. It doesn't work. All right? What God's calling you. Be involved. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 is what I want to end with. It says, But encourage each other while it's called today, so that our hearts are not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The importance of that verse is the fact that we're called to do life together. We need each other. For this church to operate at its capacity and to pioneer what God is calling us to do, it's all hands on deck. If you're looking for a church where you can hide and not utilize your gift, you are in the wrong place. We just want to have fun. We want to do this together. And I can tell you right now, this year more than ever, we need each other. Alright? Alright, let me pray for you. And then go have a good day. It's good to be back with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace, your patience, not giving up on me. Um, for your support during this time. Let's keep doing it. Let me pray for you, just a blessing. And then go have a fantastic day. God, I thank you for this church. Thank you for what you've done, Lord. 16 people this morning, here alone. I don't even know what happened online saying they need you. God, we're desperate for you. Jesus, may you be praised right now to the end of service, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, through the entire week. May we pray for our communities, for those that need you, Lord God. Would we commit to you, God, and would we get involved? Lord, bless every person here and give them a fantastic rest of their week. Keep them healthy. Keep them well. Lord, if any of their families dealing with health issues, God, would they just see a miracle done by you, what you want to do in and through them, Lord. Bless every person who's listening online or on iTunes or wherever at, God. Have your way in our lives. We give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.